Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our well-being as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so Mm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Ahoy and welcome to episode 220. I hope you're having a great week. I hope things are going well for you. It is a pretty wet and windy week as I record this. It is... It is very windy outside, um, but it's been a great week for online conversation. And this week, I'm delighted to have been joined by another new guest and to share our conversation with you. So this week, we are joined by Holly from Soul Sanity, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the mental health gym, kind of online resources, online conversations, the importance of engaging with well-being activities like all of the time, regardless of uh, illness diagnosis or symptoms. Um, a, a lot of, I think, just really fun conversation, actually, just to kind of sit there and have a chat and hear a little bit from Holly about her experience, everything that is soul sanity. And I think for me, like, I guess kind of a reminder of like in the last year, we have used online resources because we've had to, like they have been an essential, they've been a necessity and I think as we move forward, hopefully we're going to start to see more and more um, kind of face-to-face, in-person um, stuff returning. But I think there's been a real value in the last year to those online resources developing, becoming available. Um, speaking to Holly, uh, much like kind of Dr. Gretchen last week, we're talking about resources that were kind of in process and, and going to be happening anyway, even before the pandemic happened. But I think particularly this year we've seen so much growth in online resources and facilities i think it's really important moving forward that we continue to utilize those and make the most of what's available uh there is going to be some things that we want in person um but i think there's so much good stuff that's available online it's going to be um I, th- I just yeah i think it's really important to continue to engage with that to support it to share those great resources so if 
if you know of other great resources that are available online share those with people like promote them i think it's really important to do that so yeah without going too much into the conversation that we are about to have um i really hope you enjoy this episode as always if you would like to be a guest on the podcast you can have a look on the website which is openjournalbc.com and find out information about being a guest but for this week's episode a massive thank you to Holly for coming on for kind of sharing her insights and introducing us to soul sanity and mental health gyms I really enjoyed this conversation I hope you enjoy it I hope um, it maybe prompts some thoughts uh, in your mind and you can also go away and have a look at some of these resources as well so as always the links are at the end of our discussion but also in the kind of the podcast description show notes as well I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to speaking to you again very, very soon. It's lovely to sit down and be able to have a chat with you this afternoon, Holly. Um, how's your how's your last week been? We've got we've we've mentioned already kind of the strange weather, but how have you been? Yeah, good. I mean, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, all all good this end. It's been pretty hectic. We had um, mental health awareness week last week. So um lots of things moving parts all over the place um and this week's been a little bit less hectic which is nice um but still lots going on so yeah just traveling lots of plates isn't it at the moment <laughs> yeah it feels like a weird one I'm 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 not a great Monday person I've realized especially with home working like it feels quite hard to get kind of kicked off again at the start of the week on a Monday but particularly after last week was so good like I work at a mental health charity in the daytime as well so um just so much last week um with mental health awareness week and this week just feels a little bit of a a lag and kind of getting ready to go oh okay now what's the what's like the next thing what's next yeah no I agree I think also things are opening up here aren't they so um hopefully spirits are being lifted a little bit with that and being able to sort of go inside if you feel comfortable and get a meal (laughs) um bit of social activity so yeah hopefully that's good but um yeah like we said weather's not really helping us out though so (laughs) yeah it's a weird it is a weird one because I'd already got in my mind I was like oh it's really nice because we'll we'll get to that stage where hopefully we're able to have people indoors but it'll also be sunny outdoors so there's kind of a bit of a it's not a rush because in my head I was like oh well as soon as I can go indoors that's kind of when I want to go outdoors yeah so it'll be a nice gradual period yeah um but now we're having the rain so yeah never mind I'm pretty sure the government planned it that way to say oh we can go inside but actually we won't need to because the weather's going to be better but little did they know UK weather it's because we've got this is the weird month isn't it with like two bank holidays yeah. I'm sure yeah so that's that that'll be why <laughs> yeah exactly but sometimes it's needed though with a bit of downtime as well I think yeah and I mean I don't know about you but we spent a lot of time last week talking about kind of nature in the outdoors and how that supports well-being and mm. gardening being like a massive thing within those conversations so I guess this is important for those people that are doing those gardening projects. Yeah, 100%. We actually had two um, sort of gardening sessions last week um, through Soul Sanity and it was, yeah, very, um, I think they're very popular moving forward in this sort of time. Spring is upon us. <laughs> so, yeah. mm-hmm. 
very much. And you kind of mentioned soul sanity there as well as kind of one of the reasons why we sat down speaking today. So it'd be interesting just to hear kind of a little bit about yourself and kind of the project and, and kind of what's led to us sitting down and speaking. Yeah, sure. I mean, I um, I guess my background is recruitment and um, I went through quite a tough period with grief. Uh, and um, during that time, um, I sort of felt as though I needed something like this. So an outlet, really, um, and something which was sort of non-invasive and um, I could sort of dip into and, and get involved if I wanted to. But it wasn't too sort of it wasn't delving into my biggest tra traumas and, you know, worst nightmares and things. So, um, yeah, something sort of light and easy, but also had some sort of um, depth to it, too um and that's sort of yeah the idea behind soul sanity so it's an online mental health support platform um the idea it acts as your sort of mental health gym um and has sort of online activities and classes um and also offers support from qualified psychotherapists as well so it's really a mixed bag um it's almost sort of your one-stop shop for however you're feeling on that day um and you can sign up uh so it's a sort of membership basis um, and you have session credits and you can use them on whatever sort of you're, you're feeling like <laughs> during that time. Yeah. So I think it's it's a really interesting follow up conversation from what will have been the kind of the last episode to have gone up where we spoke to uh, Dr. Gretchen about um, physical therapy and that being available online. And I think it was interesting to hear their kind of the journey that happened. So just I don't know if you're able to give us a bit of an introduction to how soul sanity kind of started up and yeah. um that journey because I think it's an interesting crossover particularly given the last year where so much is remote as to whether that's played any effect on on kind of this growth or not yeah for sure I mean the idea for it definitely was before the pandemic um I think it just sort of took um a weird sort of timing of events to kind of coincide um almost the perfect storm weirdly um where yeah uh, it was sort of April 2020 um sort of got started and then we launched end of November in 2020 um and that was really yeah the start so we're, we're brand new um just sort of ramping up and um I guess the background behind it really was quite a, a I guess dark story a close friend um basically had a really tragic accident and became paralyzed and um obviously had a lot of difficulties with that and things um didn't work out with all these i mean there's so much to it and you can't even sort of begin but um you know that that really took its toll on on him but also people around him um certainly me and um yeah this was sort of something i think maybe i needed even then but I, it was i didn't have time to even think clearly it was all sort of fight or flight um and then he passed away and I think when the grief hit that was when I sort of had a time to really question right what am I doing what's my purpose like why am I here you know all these sort of deep thoughts that you probably do have but you don't always act on um and uh yeah I just thought right it's time for a change and to do something I want to do and actually believe in um and I think whether you've had a, a tough time or not and life throws curveballs at you or not you know not everyone is comfortable in their own skin anyway um so I think mental health speaks to 
everyone it doesn't really matter if you've had a traumatic event or not so um yeah you know we all have dips highs and lows right <laughs> of, of mm. life and how we how we are with life so um it's really an outlet for people to be able to access in the comfort of home and really dip in when they want to um and um yeah that's sort of how self sanity came about really no thank you for sharing that i think it's really interesting to hear kind of how how things are started and really interesting to hear similarly with you that actually although this is kind of linked in with people being at home and virtual being very much what we're promoting kind of across the board yeah. actually all of that was in place and kind of it's things that you're thinking about doing before the pandemic has started yeah. um and I think that's a, a big thing for me that it's kind of felt like um it's it's not really I don't know making assumptions it's not really in the last year that things have been created off the back of of this year because we haven't had time for that but actually all of the stuff that we're now using and accessing and promoting are things that either existed already or were just about to be launched kind of pre-pandemic anyway yeah um i think also with mental health i mean like you said this year sort of brought it to the forefront but it's always been a bit of a taboo i still think it's a taboo i mean you know if you were to say to someone oh i'm on this this and this um because i've got issues with this and that people do you know look at you a bit okay <laughs> um and and um yeah i just think really it's in a way if there's some sort of good that's come out of covid obviously the cost of lives is never good um but some good is that we've realized mental health is prevalent within all of us um so it's important to to take some time to look after ourselves um and slow down i think that's what we've all had to do we've been forced to do it um and like you said the idea sort of was before but ultimately now and mm. the current climate's made it may, maybe more possible or more accepted maybe um, I, th I, th I, th I think so but i can't tell how much it is i think so or i hope so um yeah. it's i think for me it was a really positive thing kind of early lockdown when we were talking about kind of that that first lockdown mental health very much seemed to be at the forefront of the messaging at that time yeah I do kind of generally feel that it's kind of gradually dropped off kind of almost as the journey we've gone along it's kind of right at the beginning it was really important it's gradually got less and less and less mm -hmm. to the extent that it's can't it sort of feels like it's not really spoken about now it's it's more about kind of getting people back into places rather than maybe this will come later really? the idea that actually some people might now struggle to step back outside or to go back into yeah. the restaurant the bar the workplace yeah. so I don't know whether that will become another kind of area of focus I'm not sure yeah I see what you mean I mean I think um what we found with Soul Sanity is a lot of corporate companies are stepping up and saying, okay, we need to have more in our toolbox for our employees. What does that look like? How can we do it? You know, what, what sort of is out there to help us? Um, and I think that's what's quite nice in a way that I'm sort of seeing that response and, and working in partnership almost with these companies and saying, okay, we can offer you this or we could do that. And it's something a little bit different. Um, which yeah I think is what 
people need, <laughs> especially as an employee employer where you don't have anything, you know. Um, so hopefully it does create some change. But I agree with you. It was definitely at the forefront in the beginning and now it's sort of a little bit up and down, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. We'll hope that it, it returns to an up. Yeah. Um, I think it is, it is also interesting hearing kind of that, that side of the kind of the stigma that surrounds mental health. And I think that is, as you say, it's, it's still very much there. Mm. I guess, again, it's it's a hope is that in the last year, because it's been such an area of focus and discussion and it's been in kind of mainstream media messaging, that some of that has been removed or chipped away at. But I'm also really aware, I think, being someone that has conversations around mental health every day, mm. that my view on this is very much kind of tinted by the fact that well, I'm having those conversations, but that doesn't mean that other people are. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's where we get a little bit deceived, I think, by our own experience that often sometimes we as the people that want to speak and want to encourage other people to speak and, and have these discussions mm. sometimes get our journey confused with actually just general public and going, OK, you've been on that journey. That's great. That's great that you've got that awareness, that confidence. Mm. It's not actually where everyone else is. Yeah, it's true. And I think also there's still an element of um, acknowledging how you feel. Right. Mm. So a lot of people just push it aside. I mean, I definitely one of those people um, didn't get me anywhere, but definitely would just sort of do lots of different things and keep busy and work was intense social life was busy everything was go 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 so any downtime was quite limited which meant that actually me feeling what I was feeling was limited so um yeah I, I see I completely hear what you're saying that that just makes sense um but hopefully it will, it will move in the right direction and we've sort of been pushed <laughs> mm. by the current climate to do that um and I think people who have experienced um traumatic circumstances or tough times with their mental health they I think they'll always be sort of advocates for it and I think as long as that continues and that grows it will always grow you know mm. um, so yeah even if the media aren't sort of seeing it as something snazzy and, and fun and I say fun but you know the talk of the town mm. um, then yeah that's that doesn't matter as long as the sort of advocates keep pushing it and supporting it and showing its importance yeah I think that's it's a really good point to pick up on isn't it that it's also utilizing I guess when it is the focus yeah. so kind of mentioned already kind of mental health awareness week and actually the benefit of those themed days or weeks to kind of drive people to even if it does feel like it's a little bit more socially acceptable to have this conversation this day or whenever yeah is it, it just it can be that prompt for people at the beginning of those journeys yeah I also think I mean there's a lot of um maybe misconception around mental health it's always I think seen as this really negative you know mm. it's always always seen as your mental health is when you feel low and actually your mental health could be when you're feeling happy and you're laughing and you're feeling good you know that's also your mental health so mm. um I think it's just also opening the door a bit and explaining to people and promoting awareness that mental health isn't just the, the bad it's not just the negative if anything we want to we want to grow and, and thrive and that's taking I guess lessons or 
learning the awareness or whatever you want to call it from both your bad and your good your happy times and your bad times so I think that's where in my mind kind of the stuff with like the idea of a like a mental health gym and self sanity kind of comes in because when you're talking about that that imaginary imagery (laughs) that imagery that's in your head (laughs) Um, that I think of like I know all of what you've just said and I will talk about this all the time but yet still in my mind I have that automatic image of when I talk about physical health it's a person wearing shorts running around a track field and mental health is still a person with their head in their hands looking out a window when it's raining and it's like those are the two and I'm like that ah because the person running around with shorts on that could be my image of mental health the only reason it isn't is because of perception and that is something that we can control and I think that's where kind of the time for for ideas projects and and imagery I think like this really can play uh, quite a big effect on people yeah for sure and you know what I love you know I'm biased obviously but what I love about thoughts sanity is there are these lighter sessions there are fun things to do there's activities there's classes hobbies you can learn skills you can learn you know things that you might not have done like I don't know playing the guitar which you may have always wanted to do and you just haven't had the time and you know kind of expanding your horizons a bit and just trying something different um it's almost it's kind of similar to people who who love to travel and explore and go to new places new culture you know new new foods that it is still impacting your mental health in you know a positive way so there's all these things that I think we're quite close to just because we've got this perception that mental health is like you said your hands you know covering your face and just looking out a rainy window I mean that's Mm. that's just not it that's one Mm. part of it but it's not the whole thing um yeah yeah it's a weird I guess it feels weird in that you can sort of you can spend so much time engaged and talking and promoting something and then realize actually the core messages or the core values that you put in place from the very first conversations you have about something are so hard to break down later on even if you are more aware more educated or more proactive in a certain field whatever was your original imagery it's really hard to break that down I think that probably comes back to kind of the stigma that you mentioned earlier as well yeah which hopefully is shifting I think we're we're moving in the right direction hopefully that's a that's a we think we hope <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah you know what I say I'll go further than that we are you know okay yeah so um, yeah I feel that's more certain for you <laughs> that's good good I like the positivity um so yeah I think one of the other things kind of loosely it probably is tied in is that idea I think often where we're we're looking at mental health and we're thinking not necessarily just about maybe the negative side but we're very much kind of imagining we are talking about illness Mm. um whether that's someone on a recovery journey succeeding in that um or 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 struggling with certain symptoms and and diagnosis Mm. i think we still very much think of it's it's injury isn't it it's illness that we're focusing in on rather than maybe i'm not affected at the at the moment by a particular symptom or illness and yet I want to maybe be proactive and engage in something that supports my well-being and I think that's that tie-in that it doesn't have to be kind of the way that I think it often is where we we leave someone until you struggle until you're in crisis 
we don't pay this any attention actually if you're feeling okay you can still engage and it's still a good time to to be proactive around this yeah for sure i actually had this conversation with one of the companies we work with just recently about prevention instead of reaction and she was saying you know what we have certain things in place but we want something which you know can help with prevention basically where people can have the access to something where you know it's not too little too late and mm -hmm. it will help them sort of have support along the way even when they're in a good place to to just keep it level and balanced um and i completely agree with you prevention is is so key um and and when you are in a good place and and you you know you're feeling good um you probably won't even notice it because we always concentrate on when you always vocalize when something's wrong you complain you, you moan about something when everything's good you just don't really talk about it just get on and just live life um but actually when you're in a good place you're probably doing a lot of these things you don't even realize because you're not taking much notice that's naturally good for you you're probably more out and about right you're probably in, in nature more you might be you know doing more things which help with your hormone levels and bits and bobs so um yeah i think it's just taking notice and maybe uh, a little bit around sort of that emotional intelligence piece right where just being a bit more aware of what what keeps you sort of ticking in on that sort of playing field like what keeps your balance and sync mm. um and what works for you because everyone's different um and, and some people need a bit of solitude and be on their own and just recharge that way and some people need to be around people all the time and just bounce off the energy from people so yeah you just got to do what works for you um i think where we're just we're not great at is is probably sort of being aware of what makes you feel good because when you feel good you just don't take note you don't notice it you just live <laughs> yeah yeah and i also think it's interesting the kind of the language we use around it in the like you say if you ask someone is there a particular time that you i don't know struggle with or feel difficult usually we'll be able to identify the sort of time it is maybe not why but we are oh, this i find this quite difficult mm. um and like you said i think it when we talk about like what i don't know what supports your mental health what supports your well-being i think people generally struggle with that but if you ask them like what do you enjoy doing what makes you feel happy which mm. is kind of the same question yeah, they yeah. will answer it straight away with walking the dog spending time mm -hmm. with children baking cakes whatever there's yeah, loads yeah, of stuff yeah. Yeah. and it's that language isn't it that understanding quite how it can be part of or how it is part of mm -hmm. your your general health your general well-being your general mental health I think is is a really interesting one because again it's it's the perception around what's there that's making that difference yeah and just understanding more about ourselves i mean i don't know enough scientifically um but maybe it's a case that we scientifically aren't there yet maybe we don't have enough sort of data and you know scientific knowledge around our brains and maybe that's why we're lacking this understanding um or perhaps it's there and it's you know in science scientific field only and it's not being translated through enough maybe that's the, the the problem so um i don't know you know what what and where it lies but um i think yeah for sure we need to kind of break that barrier down i think yeah i think it's in my head it's a language thing but like you i can't i can't quite wrap my head around how you would change that mm. other than i guess re 
repeating it and, and kind of going through. Mm. But interesting that kind of as part of what you were talking about with, with soul sanity and with the idea of kind of online and virtual support, that it can be not just kind of a one-to-one session, it can be learning or practicing or being part of a group that's kind of tied into a particular skill or hobby there's so many different variations on what this can look like yeah for sure and I think also you know depending on your mood you might not want your camera on and your your microphone on you might want to be muted and you might just want to be on some you know put your name in as something else you know you don't you might not want to be showing yourself as such you might just want to hear some insights around whatever it is so it really gives that um flexibility for someone to say actually I want to dip in but I don't want to be known that I'm here I just want to hear and listen to what's being said or if you're really feeling it you can actively participate so it just it just depends what what you're feeling at the time um but yeah it's good it offers I think both sides of the coin it's yeah I think it feels like a good mixture when I think of the resources like there's a a YouTube channel I think it's called the honest I think it's called the honest guys I've not looked at it for ages so yeah. when I was really struggling with my depression it was a great channel for me like to just listen to their content mm-hmm. was really really good and it felt a bit weird because it was a YouTube channel and I never watched the videos <laughs> it yeah. was just to listen it was just the audio really worked yeah um but like you said there are times when you want to hear or maybe engage with a conversation rather than just someone kind of reading through something so it's nice that there's kind of those different options and I think um yeah it feels like a time when maybe suddenly people are going to want to rush to to go outside and be face to face but actually I think we've had a a year where online has been very much something that most of us have had to do that it is going to be a fairly kind of sustained interest in online support and services now moving forward in a way that I just don't think we would have seen last year. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I agree. I 100% agree. And I think it's a good thing. I mean, to have something which you can access and it's not necessarily, um, you know, medically, you know, prescribed to you, but you can tell in yourself that things are off. And that's, you know great for you to be able to say actually I'm aware number one and I'm gonna try and find something that can help me feel better or just an outlet because at the moment I need that so yeah I think that's really good I mean also I mean we've been speaking to to a lot of the people running the sessions on the platform everyone's from all over the place um different backgrounds some you know in the science sort of psychology sort of backgrounds some who are horticulture gardening all the bits so it's all different um and um I was actually speaking to a psychiatrist and I was just saying to him I was like oh you must have so much out there I guess you know with the NHS being your sort of workplace um for yourselves and and having you know such a good toolbox for yourselves Mm. um and he was like yeah but actually when you sort of put yourself forward for needing support you're sort of flagged as like that's known in terms Mm. of the workplace and it's not looked upon too well almost that you can't I guess manage your workload or you can't handle it or and I was just shocked at hearing that because Mm. he's in this profession he's helping people 
Um, of course, what he has to do in terms of supporting so many people, he himself, I'm sure, must find that difficult to keep, yeah. you know, keep sort of a strong sort of front and, and all that. And I just thought, what? Like, that just blew my mind. Um, and then I just, you know, it sort of made me think, right, well, this even more than, than ever needs to be available to people because sometimes you don't want to go through that NHS route and have a known, you know? I think it's really difficult, isn't it? When you work in a field or a workplace or your role is quite um, focused, I guess in anything, if your role relates to your need, that there's a real kind of crossover there. And I guess even more, it depends on the people that you work around. Because mm-hmm. um, I've heard from not necessarily NHS, but from mental health charities, both kind of ends of the scale like they're being really really amazing support to the extent you won't believe and also they're being kind of numb mm. and it just feels weird like you say when you're in that setting like the really really good examples are great to hear but to some extent you go yeah but you should have them <laughs> and then when you hear them on the other end we're just like what well, I don't understand how that yeah, can I happen what I what I was just so sort of shocked to hear was that they have all the support there so they have probably the best of the best their, mm. their colleagues are you know the best of the best but doing that because of their workplace because of sort of the stigma and things that we mm. hope is changing but may obviously will take time um he was sort of saying you kind of get blacklisted a bit because oh. it's not quite that comfortable to do like you probably wouldn't want to do that for your career and I was just shocked and thought wow so I guess yeah obviously like you said it's different in different areas I'm sure um but it was just interesting to hear that and made me just think right well that's why for sure we need these sorts of things that maybe are a little bit separate and, and quirky <laughs> that you can yeah. get into if you want to. I think it's also, I guess, the, I guess one of the main prompts in my mind was that idea, very separate to what you've just mentioned, is the idea that maybe there are some people that maybe don't want to or don't feel that that um, kind of NHS, uh, like, practitioner going in for therapy and counselling like in a traditional sense is really what they want or they maybe feel certain stigma around that whereas something that is maybe a bit more open a bit more maybe holistic I think feels like that is more accessible to more people even if it isn't it might be that this is all they need or it might be an entry into okay I've done this and I I now feel like I'm now ready to go and seek kind of that further support. Yeah, for sure. I think also I know I found, um, so I sort of did a bit of one-to-one therapy and I um, I found it quite difficult to communicate my feelings. Mm. So um, I think when you've gone through something quite heavy, you sort of bury it <laughs> and you just mm. sort of, hope that you don't have to open that box up again um which is not true at all because it impacts those of other areas um but yeah so I found it really difficult to communicate and it almost wasn't doing anything for me because I would just sort of go and sort of not not speak and then she'd sort of wait for me to speak it was this awkward (laughs) (laughs) of like who's gonna crack um yeah so I just found it really um difficult and it might have just been the stage 
sort of that stage of where I was with everything and I maybe just mm. for it. so you know but I definitely think something which was accessible from home online mm. you know sort of group sessions someone speaking I could have had my camera off and just listen you know I think that would have been really great at the time um so yeah I think I guess it just depends on the person it does uh, yeah I mean I've had a few conversations where we've talked about the idea of um like having had experience of, of going along to um, like counselling and therapy and uh, I think the the times that I've accessed it it's been for like a six-week period mm. and it's like that's great kind of then but sometimes you need something more something longer it doesn't have to be as kind of in depth but you'd want that longer support and I think that's where looking at these different kind of um, services and support and activities that are available online mm. provide that as, as that option to do, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this for this period of time. That's great. But I do need or I want something for, for a slightly longer period of time. Yeah. I think that's a great, again, a good opportunity to go in and go, I can go and do this. I know it's not too intrusive, but I also know it's, it's very accepting if I do want to open yeah. up, that you're in that right environment. Yeah. Um, I've also noticed with, um, I mean, social media, I have, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media, um, but uh, I have definitely noticed you have, of course, access to so many people, and there are some great, um, you know, psychotherapists who share sort of things on there, which I found really helpful, um, especially in the grief sort of space, um, but I've seen some great sort of accounts with, you know, Instagram and things within anxiety and OCD and really stuff that you can sort of follow and again you can kind of take it in if you want and not if you don't so mm. it's um having that easy access to things and just um yeah like I said I, I do a bit of a love-hate relationship with it though because sometimes I think it's it can be a bit too much it gets a bit <laughs> it's it's really weird like I I've recently I'm sure this is an old documentary but I've recently watched something on Netflix that's I think it's called like the social dilemma or something oh yeah and (laughs) so I've I've all I say always definitely for the last number of years I've always answered that question about social media kind of being bad as a it's a tool it's just a tool like it isn't good or but it's a tool and we correctly use it or misuse it and that's us and I've always very much believed that and I still kind of do but then watching that documentary shows you like how programs and systems work and actually how they analyze what you do to essentially use kind of psychological thinking against you to engage you and okay so that that is different because that is different to how I'm going to use a ruler or a um uh, I don't know, like a screwdriver or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That isn't going to think about, or oh, how can I make a new hole so he needs to do something to it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they for sure feel the fire. I mean, they, they, I think it's a difficult one with social media platforms because I think they ultimately are um, businesses, right? Mm. So we've got to remember they are trying to make a profit. So ultimately, as long as you've got that sort of at the back of your mind <laughs> when you get all these adverts popping through and things that look very similar to all the other things you've been looking at <laughs> it's, yeah. um just sort of being yeah aware of it um but I still do think there are some good you know to have access to things all over the globe right and things that you'd never have had years ago is mm-hmm. is a good thing um it's just like you said in our sort of hopefully we kind of control that <laughs> yeah. 
yeah a little bit gray <laughs> I suppose like you say it's it's remembering that like it, this is a business and they will be making money somehow and we as users get to use that for free we don't pay to use it yeah. so there is something that you are whether you know it or not there's something you're giving up whether it's your time or your data yeah. you are you are giving up something yeah. to facilitate that but um I guess it's it's being able to have conversations like this um around kind of the impact on, on well-being I think is is a really important one and I, I imagine um the type of conversations that are going to be happening um online through virtual conversations now through places like Sanity Soul um that are really going to push people for hopefully push people forward in a positive way um as we move forward as we come out of kind of lockdown and we move forward into the rest of this year and next year that people will be able to continue to engage and use these online services and that's going to be a positive move I don't know if you've got a thought in your mind as to what the next kind of year or so looks like and, and how that journey can can go yeah I mean my sort of ideal scenario would be to have mental health gyms as physical hubs and having really unique sort of specialist sessions. So probably a little bit different to what the platform offers mm. at the moment. Um, and creating those with um, psychiatrists, therapists, you know, really the, the, the science and saying, right, this is why it benefits and, and doing stuff that can help really um, alleviate sort of, yeah, issues that we have. Um, so that's sort of the dream. Uh, how we'll get there, I don't know. I think the pandemic would have to end first. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of like the the ideal scenario, and it being really normal, and you can just pop in, and it's like going to you know a fitness first or whatever mm. it is, and having a, a class or a session, and just taking in what you need, and then. That's it, and um, yeah, that's sort of the, the ideal scenario. Um, but I think for the short term, definitely a case of um, building out the online, you know, platform, um, getting things. You know, we've got quite a lot on there, but perhaps creating even more and, and niche, quite unique niche sessions um, that people would would say, oh yeah, that's good. Um, so so yeah, kind of differentiating ourselves probably from what's out there already because you can get obviously a lot of things um you know yoga pilates and things but often they're sort of isolated that's sort mm. of on its own isolated sort of segment and it's not um sort of everything i say everything but not a lot on one platform together um so yeah so the idea is really to grow what we have for the moment but long term physical hubs all over the place <laughs> <laughs> with really different sessions um and and stuff that you'd feel comfortable and you could walk in with your head held high that would be what i want <laughs> that's a good journey i like i like there's a yeah we'll, we'll work out the how how we get there and the, the yeah. longevity of that but actually yeah. here's where we're going to get to Mine is well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um but yeah i think also if you i, I don't know obviously everyone's different but I think if you don't sort of have some sort of idea of what you want, you can't work out how you're going to get there anyway, because you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in like, have a plan and it can change. 
but have a plan. Well, um, an idea of what you would want as an outcome, I mm, think. Is. Like mm. a goal, an outcome, you know, it's like if you go to the physical gym, you want to lose weight, you want to tone something up. Okay, that's your ideal sort of outcome. How are you going to do it? You kind of work backwards. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, for sharing insights into kind of your experience as well as Soul Sanity and kind of talking through kind of what uh, a virtual mental health gym can look like and hopefully what it will look like as well. Um, If people want to find out a bit more about yourself and the stuff that's going on, where's kind of where are the good places to go to find that out? Yeah, so the website is soulsanity.co.uk. We've also got our, you know, generic email info at soulsanity.co.uk if anyone wants to contact us. Um, And um, yeah, I mean, more than happy to speak to anyone who's interested in hearing a bit more, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights. Thank you. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.